It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, guys? We welcome you aboard to another episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 161. Good to have you aboard with us. I am your host, Chris Russell, and we are back. And we're once again joined by my pal, my colleague, my friend, Mr. Earl Forsey, host of Countdown to Kickoff right before Redskins games on 106.7 The Fan. You can also hear him nationwide and worldwide on Sirius XM Radio and the PGA Tour Radio Network. And follow him on Twitter at Earl Forsey, F-O-R-C-E-Y. Earl, thanks for doing this as always. How are you, pal? I'm doing fine. I was wondering if it was back by popular demand or I'm the last guy in the building. I'm demanding that you (laughs) are here and I'm trying to make both of us popular. I'm trying to, you're already popular. I'm not. Everybody hates me. Uh, But I'm trying to develop less less enemies in my life as I get a little older. Is this a kinder, a gentler wonder. Russell yes, we're talking absolutely, about? absolutely. I mean, when you hit 45, you start realizing fighting with Twitter numbnuts, probably not what yeah, you want to do. I hit that sucker and went way past it <laughs> a while ago. Too long ago now. You're a young dude. But make sure you follow Earl on Twitter. Uh, he has lots of – you always find good little nuggets, and I steal a lot of stuff from yeah. you, which I appreciate. Um and I probably should do a better job giving you credit for, but at Earl Forsey uh, on Twitter, lots of great Redskins news and information, nuggets, stories, links, all that kind of good stuff. You had one about odds for next year's Super Bowl, yes. um, which we'll probably get into here in a sec. But I wanted to start off with kind of the news of the day while I have used, and, and that is that Greg Williams, according to Adam Schefter, is finalizing his deal with the New York Jets to become their new defensive coordinator, bypassing a chance to join the Redskins, Schefter also noted that Washington was indeed in pursuit, as we mentioned, uh, and that he chose uh, or that the Jets wanted him more. Now, we had heard all of these reports over the weekend. Schefter also added that Greg Williams was their defensive coordinator, their target, meaning the Jets, regardless of whether Gase took the job or not. So I guess from a Gase Williams perspective before we get to the Redskins perspective this seems to be like a pretty much arranged marriage and again Gase was told hey whether you like it or not it it it, it he's going to be the defensive coordinator if we get him in here it's kind of the starting to be the norm in the NFL which it never was you would hire a coach let him hire a staff bring yeah. in his own guys it still happens but anymore and it's happened really with all these younger coaches for teams and this mm-hmm. is part of why the Jets did not end up with Matt Rule because they wanted 
to pick the coaching staff. He said, no, if, you, if it was Parcells, you want me to, you know, cook the dinner, let me buy the groceries right. too. And that's part of the reason he's not there. Obviously, they have had their eyes, it seems, according to Schefter's report, this was the guy they were targeting all along, according to Schefter's report, no matter who they hired as head coach. So, you know, Greg Williams now uh, with a guy, you know, and Adam Gaze kind of recycled right back, you know, jump, jumping back into it, head coach after a failure in Miami. I'm not sure how it's going to work out, but it's it's just a continuing kind of theme now around the NFL that you're basically hiring. Mm-hmm. Head offensive coaches and head defensive coaches right. now. I mean, a lot of these teams, it's split well, we, duties we, right now. And you could say the 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 LA Rams are kind of like yes, that with yes. Sean McVay, and that was the kind of the first test case. Now, not everybody is Sean McVay or Wade Phillips, right. but that that seems to be what well, everybody's we saw looking that for. They now. tried to do that in Denver with Kubiak and Vic Fangio, and Vic Fangio was like, uh uh-uh. uh. I want to hire my own guy. But they or I did don't do to... it in Chicago, but and they... it worked really well right. with Nagy and Vic Fangio. Absolutely. So I guess, you know, it's worked I mean, it's a, a couple of places. Situation. It's a copycat league, so everybody's trying to do it now. But the Redskins, again, are left on the outside looking in. And and that's it... where I wanted to get real quickly yeah. with, with you. I, I mean, obviously, Greg Minuski is just kind of dangling. We believe every indication is he's still under contract. We know Jim Tom Sula's contract has expired. There was a report last week about Torian Gray. He's still officially listed on the team website. So we believe that Greg Minuski is still under contract, and now this would be at least the third person that we know of um, between Steve Wilkes, the former Carolina assistant, Arizona head coach, who ultimately chose the Cleveland Browns, and as well Todd Bowles, the former Jets head coach, former Redskins Super Bowl champion and pal of Doug Williams, who chose Tampa over the Redskins and maybe some other opportunities, and now Greg Williams, who chooses the Jets over the Redskins. So at least we know of three candidates that have said, "Uh uh-uh, no thanks, not coming to the Redskins. And this is a problem. This is kind of the damaged goods the Redskins are, not only from the fan perspective, but obviously inside the NFL too. And part of that has to be, can you imagine what the talk inside the NFL with coaches are and inside organizations? I mean, I'm sure it's worse from the inside looking out than it is from the outside looking in. Every guy publicly they have been linked to has chosen another job, and some of those jobs are Cleveland over the Redskins. Another one now is the Jets over the Redskins. Not saying that they're bad choices, but... But there was you, a day you that them? that w- you can't, and there no you can't, and but there was a day where you would never Absolutely. have a coach Correct. do that. And I said this this goes back to a tweet I put out last week when they were interested in Bowles. They had quote talked to him for then an undisclosed you know job with the team. They weren't dealing with specifics, but you're not talking to Todd Bowles and Greg Williams to come in and work for Greg Minuski. Of course, you're talking to these guys to replace a guy like Greg Minuski. But I said then. Redskins, things are in such disarray. My tweet was, they cannot be uh, outbid by anyone for anything this offseason. That goes for coaches, players. If they really want something, they need a bunch. They've got to go out, out and get it. Apparently, they can't get it because everybody is ending up somewhere else. And for, what, two, three weeks now, the Redskins have made zero moves. And the ones they've apparently wanted to make, they can't because they've either been blocked by other teams hiring these guys or it's 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 a disaster, really, for the Redskins because now, like you said, your de facto fallback is 
to keep Greg Minuski on, who was not the first or second choice the last time when he was hired right. to be the Redskins defensive coordinator, much maligned this offseason. Now we heard some of the players toward the end of the year sticking up for him, and that might just be being good teammates, that type of thing, or maybe sincere. I don't know. But some of the problems they had, it's not all defense, but certainly in the middle of the season, it was a lot on the defense. And you had disarray in the secondary, and some of that maybe with coaches, with the defensive backs, Coach Torian Gray uh, gone, that type of thing. Some people have already taken the fall for that. But all that's happened for the Redskins right now is you've lost the coach of the best unit maybe on the team, the special teams. He's gone. He went to Atlanta. It just seems like, you know, the emperor has no clothes right now. And and Jake Gruden heading into a year where it's a make-or-break season mm-hmm. probably for him now as a head coach, what are you going to do on defense? Do you stay status quo? Because all these, you know, I've told you, it's a game of musical chairs. When the season ends in the NFL, those seats fill up quick, and they're pretty much all filled now, right. and they fill up with candidates that are now gone that you need. If you're going to have seats open in your team, you don't have anybody to fill them unless you're going to go way outside the box for some other names that may still be out there. Well, we're going to get to that. Another name that we've mentioned here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast, this is episode number 161, joined by our special guest, Earl Forsey. Again, at Earl Forsey on Twitter, countdown to kickoff. Host on 106.7 The Fan in the Washington, D.C. area, worldwide on radio.com, as well as Sirius XM Radio and the PGA Tour Radio Network, um, is Joe Woods, the now former Bronco defensive coordinator who – was reportedly choosing between Vance Joseph, the former Bronco head coach who wound up as the new defensive coordinator under Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona, and the Redskins, but it was reportedly for either a defensive backs coaching position or a defensive backs plus, which signified to me maybe assistant head coach, somewhere along that line. And then all of a sudden, on Tuesday night, it comes out while we were doing a radio show together that Joe Woods chose the San Francisco 49ers as a defensive pass coordinator and there's been some talk that Robert Saleh, the defensive coordinator under Kyle Shanahan, former Redskin offensive coordinator, has certainly been in some trouble, even though that may not be fair. Uh, certain guys haven't developed, and they haven't made a lot of progress there. And going into a critical year number three for both of those guys, maybe Woods kind of viewed that as a more advantageous situation. I don't know. But the bottom line is, is even a guy that the Redskins apparently weren't interviewing for a defensive coordinator spot chose another team. Nobody wants to work there. Nobody and here's another there. thing, and I was thinking, and it kind of got blown up this weekend by what happened uh, to the Chargers in New England. But a couple of weeks ago, I'm watching that Charger defense shut down Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I'm thinking, Gus Bradley, what a job. Now, he's got some great talent yes. there. But that was the guy they swung and missed on two years ago yes. when they ended up settling for Greg, Mc, Greg Minuski. Well, now now they'll tell you he chose San Diego, or not that they'll tell you that, but he, you know, the narrative is that he chose San Diego. And, and yes, they did interview him, and yes, they did show some interest. But I, I have a, what I was told was it was it was moderate interest. The guy they wanted. All along, or the guy that Jay Gruden wanted most was Greg Minuski. Okay, and well, I have been told that all along that particular year, the final year. What well, was the wrong uh, decision of Joe? In the end. And, I, and, and I, the, I, the, the Bradley tie-in was more when McLuhan was yes. still there, and the Seattle ties and everything. But the fact is, that guy. Look at that. De- I can't remember when the Chargers have ever had a defense like that, and they've yeah. got one now. And you've got this disaster. And look, statistically, there were right. some good things, and there's some good young players. Yes. There's a good young base. They've drafted well. 
and there's something to work with. And that's the thing with the Redskins is it's not like they're void of talent. There's some good young talent on yes. that defense. There's another draft coming up. They've got a ton of picks. We'll see what they do in the offseason. It's just it's something else with the situation up top, with the uncertainty about the head coach. There's a lot more going on that the disaster that it appears to be from the outside looking in is apparently the same way it looks from the inside looking out from a lot of these coaches who talk to a lot of other coaches around the NFL. It's it. I think what's happened here is, is damning against the Redskins. We're going to play a very simple game of yes or no next with Earl Forsey on some other potential defensive coordinator candidates because that's what we're still talking about here with some other big names that are still out there. We'll get his quick thoughts on that. And I also mentioned those Super Bowl odds already out for next year's Super Bowl, not the 2019 Super Bowl. Real quickly, when we come back here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back here on the Locked On Redskins Podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. It is episode number 161. I am your host, Chris Russell. Good to have you uh, aboard again at WrestleMania 621, at Locked Redskins, and at Locked On NFL Net, at Locked On NFL Net, Twitter and Instagram. You can follow our guest and our pal Earl Forsey on Twitter at Earl Forsey, F O R C E Y. Listen to him on 1067thefanradio.com and as well, Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. All right, so let's get to this yes or no to these guys as potential defensive coordinator candidates for the Redskins, assuming that they're even interested still in these guys. Rob Ryan. Rob Ryan, probably not. Although, if it's the fallback to Minuski now, kind of what you have, and a guy that obviously now knows you want to replace him anyway, anyone may be a, 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 an upgrade from, from that situation. Rob, I'm a little iffy about because – not very good in New Orleans. Not very good in Dallas. The track record there's Oakland little, as well. Yeah, the, the, there's some shaky track record very there. That much. It, he's he's and not he, his brother as far as defensive. And he's been go. out for two years yeah. in media. But the reason why I bring him up is because they actually interviewed him um, two years ago. I I I, I, I absolutely they they interviewed Rob Ryan when Rex was freshly fired from the Bills and kind of staying out. So that brings us to Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan, a different case because his defense is very good. We know what he did in Baltimore. It was a head coach. Well, you know, it kind of it started well and it kind of fell apart. And it fell apart with the Jets and right away with Buffalo. He became a laughing stock. But I think defensively, what do you got to lose, Rooster? I mean, this may be something. And it could be just a crazy house on fire of a mess if you bring him in and just everything just starts blowing up. I mean. But but it may end up that way this year right. anyway. If things go south and Jake Rudin, he's going to be gone. Everybody's going to be gone. It's gonna... So if it gets to that situation where it may happen anyway, well, let's have some fun. <laughs> let's bring in Rex Ryan and unleash Jared Allen and and uh, and Payne and uh, just try it. Yeah, I mean, I think I would be desperate enough that would at least 
pique my interest. That would and I'd be semi-excited about that, actually. It would some buzz and some yeah, interest and some headlines, and I think it would make the defense a little bit more juicier than it is uh, currently right now. Like you said, you do have some horses to work with on that defense that could be attractive to a defensive coordinator who's out there, maybe a former head coach who may or may not want to be a head coach. Again, he would suck all the air out of the room, though. I mean, that would be the one thing they've been really since Jay Gruden has been here. They really have not gone that way with a fire and brimstone. type. Yeah, a guy that's probably more popular and and more recognizable than the head coach. There's There's a big danger. There's probably a reason for that. Oh, there's no doubt. Let's get to a guy that's not going to create any headlines, but his name has some stature and he has a Redskins connection. Marvin Lewis, you brought him up. Yeah, and has a Jay Gruden connection. And we've been talking about all these other guys, and they don't really, even the guys they've interviewed, have Redskins connections, Williams and Todd Bowles, but not really Jay Gruden connections. And if he's desperate... And, and needs to, something to happen, why not reach out? And he may not want to do it, may not be available. We don't know exactly what the situation is with him in Cincinnati, but a very well-respected, an adult in the room, a professional, he would add some. And I tweeted this out a, a week or two ago that if I'm Jay Gruden and I think maybe there's a chance, I'm going to make a call and say, Marvin, and go out to my old boss and say, would there be any interest? In, I need some help. We need someone to do this and this and this for us. Here's what we plan on doing. Would you be willing? And it's happened before where coaches end up working for guys that used to work for them. It's not unprecedented in the NFL. He did a great job in the under the chaos of Steve Spurrier when he was in town yeah. for that, you know, that one season or whatever it was. Why not? I mean, wouldn't that be better than Greg Minuski? And I'm not trying to, you know, pile everything on Greg Minuski's plate. It's not all his fault. But obviously the Redskins, if you just go by what they're doing, they want to make a change there. They've talked to everybody else. Why not reach out? The more prudent choice probably would be Marvin Lewis. I could see Marvin Lewis being added as kind of a defensive consultant. I don't know if he wants to come and do defensive coordinator full blast, full time, right away after being a head coach for 15 years with Cincinnati. That – to me, I would view that as a step down, but you want me to be a defensive consultant where I don't have to be in the building 100 hours a week, maybe where I can come back and forth, and yet I add a little bit of stability and a little bit you know, where they keep Minuski and maybe make a change and an addition or, or something like that, and they add Marvin Lewis's name again as a defense. I could see that. I don't, I don't personally see him coming back full blast. The, the last name I wanted to get your thoughts on is John Pagano. They interviewed him as well two years ago. He's been with Houston as a defensive, basically, again, this this consultant-type thing. Uh, He's got a fancy title. So, again, he's been working around a good – he's the brother of Chuck Pagano, who just got hired in Chicago. Was another guy, highly respected, especially as a coordinator, the former Indy coach. Yeah, Uh, those guys are respected. I mean, certainly, I'm guessing, more than – you know, the Redskins have right now and right. Greg Minuski. Right. Again, not to pile on him, but this was kind of a second or third choice anyway going into it two years ago. And I just I think at, at this point, yeah, I would be okay with that too. At least reaching out to someone who's got some kind of track record and decent track record. I mean, that's a good defense down there too. And um I would have no problem with that either. I, I think anybody you bring up 
I would kind of consider right. at this point. Yeah, I have to. Uh, last thing I want to bring up to you, and then we'll spring you loose. Appreciate yeah. Earl Forsey spending some time with us. Again, you tweeted this um, earlier on Tuesday, and that's how I saw it. Super Bowl odds, not for 2019, because we know we're closing in on that with conference ch- title games. Coming probably not a good chance this, of it this year. <laughs> right, but for 2020, the 2020 Super Bowl, meaning a year from now, the Redskins are in a group towards the bottom. Surprise, right? Yeah, uh, the the favorites are Rams six to one, Chiefs seven to one, Saints eight to one, Patriots ten to one. That that was page one of it, and then and this is from um, Superbook USA was the odds for the future Super Bowl. Redskins are basically at the bottom of the list. A bunch of teams at a hundred to one, uh, the Bills, Bengals, Raiders. I mean, you're lumped into that group now. Giants, Redskins, think, Giants, right? Cardinals, Detroit. Card- I think yeah, Detroit Lions was were there hundred to one, and then the Dolphins are three hundred yep. to one. But really, future. I don't get how the Dolphins are. are they are, are such a disaster. They're saying because usually these kind of odds, future, they don't go much past hundred right, to one. Right. I mean, basically, they're saying the Dolphins should quit the NFL yeah, at three hundred to one. I don't get how the Dolphins are looked upon so poorly. Though. That is, that's that's. I mean, you, the, I mean, the Redskins that one hundred to one at hundred to one me. on these kind of future odds, what yeah. they do. That is saying you're one of the worst in the yes. league because that's about as far it's as also they're not going to go a thousand to it, one at this point. They will later, right. but when you're a hundred to one, they're basically the odds makers are basically saying you have no shot. But it's also worth a ten dollar bet if you're a Redskins fan because I'm not sure if they get Alex <laughs> Smith back and if things yeah. work out and if this and if that and if yeah, you take a shot. What's a you know? It's ten dollars. I would do that because in the NFL, you never know. Someone I mean, would you say. Never know. Why not put a buck on it for hundred bucks for a team that was six and three after nine games, two games up in the division? I say put ten bucks. They're going to get their quarterback back at some point next go. year. This is Think all the think. optimistic talk. Think. If everybody's going to be healthy on offense, and you still got a good young defense. Who are you, Bruce Allen? I'm just telling you, this <laughs> is that would be the positive spin, and you know what? It could happen. My not guy. saying it will. It could. My guy Earl Forsey has been here all telling day. You there's so a I chance. appreciate him. You're Mary. telling me there's a chance. Uh, he's been yeah. here all day. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Earl Forsey. He's always kind to join us here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. He loves talking Redskins football. He does it very well on The Fan in Washington, D.C. and Radio.com, 106.7 The Fan as well. Countdown to kickoff Sirius XM Radio and the PGA Tour Radio Network. My guy, Earl Forsey. We're coming back here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 161. We're going to put... We're going to put Greg Stroman in the Skins spotlight with help from our friends at Pro Football Focus. That's next on the uh, on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, we welcome you back here on the Locked On Redskins Podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. This is episode number 161. Number 161, thanks to my colleague and friend, Earl Forsey, for joining us for a couple of segments open things up here and get his thoughts on the Redskins defensive coordinator situation and everything going on there. Some potential candidates 
as well. Before we get on out of here on 161, we're going to put Greg Stroman in the Skins spotlight, the rookie out of Virginia Tech. Uh, now, of course, not a rookie now that he's completed his first NFL season, but he was a rookie during the year. 13 games, according to ProFootballFocus.com, premium stats package, 387 total. Defensive snaps, 108 coming against the run, 275 coming on pass defense. Overall, Greg Stroman was the 10th highest cumulative defensive graded player uh, on the Redskins at a 70.0 straight up, 70.0 overall, a 79.8 against the run, a 74.3 out of 100 in terms of tackling, a 52-7 pass rush. Okay, he only had four pass rush snaps. You don't expect much there. And a 68.6, which is pretty good for a rookie. Certainly uh, pressed into a lot of duty in coverage, a 686 for Greg Stroman out of Virginia Tech, the seventh-round pick of the Washington Redskins. Let's look at a couple of other numbers. He had uh, one total pressure. It was a quarterback hit. He had 32 solo tackles, did Stroman five assists, so 37 total. He had three missed tackles. He had nine stops and one forced fumble, did Stroman. On pass coverage, he was targeted 43 times, and opponents completed 31 receptions into his coverage, which kind of is true for a lot of the Redskins' corners, a very high completion percentage of 72.1%, according to Pro Football Focus Premium. Again, 460 yards allowed into his coverage, 14.8 yards per reception, 202 yards after the catch. That's obviously a little bit high there for that amount. Um, Josh Norman, by the way, allowed 258, but that was on 49 catches, 49 catches for Norman. So this is a little bit lower, but much less in terms of catches. A long of 49 allowed by Greg Stroman and three touchdowns in his rookie year. So you have all of that to go along with what Stroman talked about with reporters before leaving Redskins Park after his rookie season. Uh, let's take a quick listen back to some of his thoughts, again, wrapping up year number one in the NFL. Now that you sort of had at least a day since this last game, have you had a chance to reflect on what you were able to do this season? Uh, No, not really. I mean, I just went to sleep. But, um, I mean, as for the season, I mean, we, we wish it would have went better. But, I mean, we just got to go back to the drawing board and just go get better. Uh, I, th- I think it helped a lot. I think it helped a lot. I mean, as the season went on, things started to started to click for me and get better for me. So, yeah, I think it helped. What, what do you think the focus for off season will be? Oh, definitely everything. Just get better at, at, at everything. Just just take in all I can take in. Get around the, the veteran guys and just keep working. What did the coaching staff tell you just as the season was going on about st- staying afloat through the season? Hey man, just keep keep fighting, keep stay in your playbook, and just make sure you know what you're doing, and just go out and just play ball and have fun. What's the biggest thing you feel like you learned? Um, I learned a lot. It's tough. It's tough to put my finger on something, but I definitely learned a lot. Just keep keep playing, keep fighting. But it's the biggest thing. You guys had a lot of turmoil this year, especially in that secondary. 
What about the business of the NFL? Do you think there's a jarring? Or how, how did you kind of react to some of the things that happened? Uh, I mean, I don't know my reaction. I mean, I just just keep playing football. That's how I look at it. Just keep playing football and con- con- control what I can control. So, What is your best memory and your worst memory from this season? Uh, beating the Cowboys at home uh, was was probably my favorite memory. And my worst is giving up a touchdown to that game, too. So, What's today, what's today like? Today's like, like the last day of school, isn't it? It's my first today, like today. So I mean, I'm still filling it out, but uh, it just did an exit physical. So that's it. Where will you do your offseason work? I'm not sure yet. Not sure yet. Um, Haha wants me to come down to um, Florida. Him and Fabian to be down there. So I might do that. Yeah. All right, so that's Redskins corner Greg Stroman pressed into more duties than probably the uh, he anticipated and certainly the Redskins hoped and anticipated. But all things considered, he did a pretty decent job. That's going to do it for us here on the Locked on Redskins podcast and our Skins Spotlight. Again, thanks to Earl Forsey. Thanks to you for listening and downloading. Please spread the wealth. Please share the good word. Please follow on Twitter at LockedOnNFLNet. For all your NFL team coverage and on Twitter and as well on Instagram at Locked On NFL Net, as well at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins uh, on Twitter. And me individually, not just Redskins, but a lot of Redskins coverage at WrestleMania 621. We'll see you next time right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.